Welcome to When God Breaks Through, a podcast designed to look at the messy moments in motherhood and show how the gospel applies in practical ways, giving us hope and grace as we interact with our own kids. You'll hear crazy stories and life lessons from my mothering of eight kids. But more importantly, you'll hear the hope Jesus offers us for peace and not anxiety, for grace both for ourselves and to extend to our kids, and wisdom to point them to Him. I'm your host, Bethany Kimsey. Welcome to the kitchen table. I'm so glad you're here this week. I am so excited to welcome you to sit with um, a new friend of mine, Natalie Hickson. Natalie um, has an amazing story to tell us today, but, um, you know, in all honesty, Natalie, I'm going to let you introduce yourself and just we'll get started from there. Sounds good. Thank you. Yeah. So um, first of all, I live in Bozeman, Montana with my high school sweetheart husband of 20, well, it'll be like 21 years this year. Um, well, we've been dating that long. We've been married for just under, under that. So um, we have three girls. Uh, Enya is 18, Sky is 14, and Shay is 12 or 11. I can't keep them straight. (laughs) Don't ask me their birthdays. It'll get all mixed up. But um, yeah, so raising three girls here. And um, I am a life coach who helps mamas work through destructive anger and burnout and, you know, learning how to work through your emotions in a healthier way to process those emotions. So often we think there's something terribly wrong with us, but really it's just that we're in life and life is messy and um, we need to learn how to work through those emotions healthier so we can model that to our kids, use our mistakes to teach our kids how to work through their mistakes as they grow older and um, just, you know, learning how to navigate this this motherhood stuff. (laughs) It's not easy, is it? It's so... Somewhere I thought, um, wow, and I've shared it many times, but somewhere I thought that it was just, it should just come naturally, that we should just know how to do this and it would just be easy. So that is. I'll never forget leaving the hospital with Enya, you know, the first, first one. And I look at the nurses as they're helping us into the car. I'm like, are you sure we can be taking her home? Like, you're not coming to help me. I, I might hurt this thing. <laughs> I, know. I know. I know. I thought the same thing. <clears throat> and then the whole way that, I was like, oh, I know all the things. I've read all the books. <laughs> I know. Just crazy. It is. Well, I have enjoyed. I have um I have known about you. I have heard you speak. I've heard you share your story. Um, but I really want you to share your story of why you do the coaching that you do with moms, um, where you have come from. And then I think we'll have some good conversation after that. Yeah, totally. So I work with moms with destructive anger and burnout, and we'll define that in a little bit um, because it's my story. It's where I came from and um, starting with 
you know, I said high school sweetheart. Yes. In high school, um, we had our trials, but we ended up getting married about five years after we started dating. And um, when we moved in together, after we got married, I started to recognize that I was a screamer and he was not. And so I would yell at him when I'm angry and he'd just sit there quiet. And I can remember going, why aren't you yelling at me? Because this is what I grew up with. My parents were yellers. They were reactors. They were loud. Um, and so that's what I naturally learned how to process anger was mm. this is how we, you know, roll. And, and my husband grew up in a more um, quiet house. There was more um, passive aggressiveness or avoidance in any conflict. And so um, you put us together and it, and it just was an interesting, you know, it was very eye-opening. And so I recognized I had a challenge with my anger and how I responded in it, but I didn't know that I could change it. Um, fast forward to bringing Enya home, um, a couple years after she was born, I started to really recognize, well, she hit her when she was in her twos um, and starting to make these demands of no and yeah. not listening and throwing her tantrums, I started to react with her in her tantrums. So I was throwing the two-year-old tantrum with her. Um, it wasn't pretty. It's not um, fun to talk about, but I was absolutely there screaming at her, throwing things. Um, and it's it's not at all, I, I don't try to make light of the situation, but I was absolutely, I was a very abusive mother. Um, I would squeeze her arms. I'd leave bruises on her arms, spank her too hard, um, belittle her, threaten her. It was, it was a very scary time in my motherhood journey and for my daughter. Um, my husband would try to intervene and he, you know, he would try to protect her, but, um, when he got in my way, I got more upset. And so it was absolutely a, a big problem. Um, but again, I didn't know there was a way to, to fix it. I didn't like it. I wasn't loving it. I didn't want to encourage the behavior. Um, but at that point, I started to think, you know, if Enya would just be better, I wouldn't get so angry, right? Um, we had her sister a couple years later, and I can remember nursing Sky, um, listening to Mike put Enya to bed, and Enya's tantrums were just epic at that point. Um, and she's just loud, obnoxious. It was frustrating. I'm sitting there nursing where it's supposed to be a relaxing activity, right? With your, your baby. I'm getting more and more upset. And I'm in the room with the door closed. And all of a sudden, I just scream at the top of my lungs for Enya to shut up. And Skye stops nursing. And she looks at me. And she just gives me this horrific little baby face, total fear, and starts bawling. And I was like, something has to change. So since I was again thinking it's Enya I can't change myself but maybe we can help Enya let's take her to therapy and so we did take her to um, a therapist and she you know observed talked to us and then she met with us again without Enya there and she said Enya was a perfectly normal child for her age and development and it was me Natalie who needed to be in there with, to see her <laughs> and I was like wait what wow. yeah <laughs> That's a good That's therapist though. I'll be honest. Yes. Oh, Listen. I'm, I'm very thankful that uh, the Lord used her in that moment to speak yeah. to me. And honestly, in that moment, as shocked as I was, it, it was more relief that I knew, wait a minute, you're saying that I can, can work through this. You say that there's help for me. 
okay. You know, so I absolutely was like, let's do this. Um, and so four years of, it was psychoanalysis and it wasn't biblical, just, you know, it was just therapy and in that way. And, and it was great. I learned a lot about myself. I learned a lot about my past, but I didn't get rid of the patterns. Right. So I, I left therapy still at my kids. Um, had I started to calm down a bit, probably, but not to the point of where I could say today it's a much healthier place. Right. Um, and, and I will just say that was a journey that the Lord led me on. I, after therapy, um, started to continue to walk forward. It got me motivated, personal development. Um, I learned a lot, right? I wasn't going to just say, Hey, I already knew I know too much. I know that I can change and I'm not going to give up. And the Lord continued to pull me closer. Um, maybe not, let's put it differently, especially after one of your recent podcasts. Yes, God is near. He never left. He's not pulling me closer, but it was more of an awakening, right? He's helping me recognize he's there. He never left. He wants me to, to come into his presence and be known by him and recognize yeah. that I am known by him, I guess is the better way to say it. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, so through various different trials that I won't go into today, there's other podcasts you can listen yeah. to on that. Um, he led me to him. He led me in a, in a growth, um, in, in a lot of growth through trial, mistakes, um, and, and helped me work through understanding how can I do this better? How can I mom better? Not perfect. How can I, I love my kids better, love my motherhood journey and love that God has placed me here. There was a time where I hated being a mom. I fantasized of leaving my, my family. I would tell my husband, you guys would all be better off without me. Um, and, and vice versa, you need to find a new wife, find a new mom, you know, and he's just like, no, no, you know? And so it was just those conversations that the enemy was just whispering those things into my ear and what I've learned through coaching and my experience now and and I'm kind of a mindset nerd is that the more we tell ourselves a lie the more we believe it the more we actually prove that to be true and it's a physical reaction that's happening in our brain it's how our brains desire are, are wired when yeah. you say something and you start to believe it you build a path a neuron path in your brain and your subconscious wants to protect you. So it's going to, you know, find all the reasons why your kids are driving you crazy. Because if you keep saying your kids are driving you crazy, you're going to keep looking for those reasons why that's true. Right. And so something we do in my coaching is what can we say instead? My kids drive me to pray. My kids mm -hmm. drive me to um, take a deep breath. Right. And so it's, it's, that we can have to work through these things in a, in a healthier way. Now, fast forward to today, um, and, and through that, you know, whole process, he brought me through life coaching school and, and got me to a place where this is what he's having me do is help moms. And it, it absolutely was not something, you know, back in those two-year-old tantrums, there's no way I would ever have thought I'm going to help moms work through this someday. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, but that's what God uses, right? He uses our mess. And, um, so today, where am I at? Um, I'll tell you that Enya and I have a beautiful relationship. Um, it's not perfect. 
it's um, still messy. And as we were talking about before the call, I'm currently preparing my heart and my family and home to watch her walk out into college. She's fully equipped. I know she is the Lord has, has got her in a great place um, to start walking into her own messes, right? <laughs> that yeah. mom's not going to be there to help her clean up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, it's, and, and she knows the story what you've heard from me today. She knows all of that. She knows what trauma she experienced for me. I'm very open about that with her. And I want moms to hear that and know, you know, they say it's too late. I've messed them up. You know, I'll, I'll talk to a mom who's got like toddlers and they think that they've messed up their kids for life. Mm-hmm. I'm like, no, 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 no. You, are they breathing? Are you breathing? Even if they weren't breathing, who do we come to, to be restored and renewed and, and, and cleansed, right? It's Jesus. And so with Jesus there, it doesn't mean we have the excuse to scream at our child because Jesus is going to forgive me. It's, we are held to that. We we know that he's cleansed us and that we are free from the guilt. We don't have to carry that guilt anymore. We can bring that to the cross and leave it there. And then we can show our children, you know, we make mistakes. We go back to the cross and we, we continue to try to do better and serve the Lord. Um, and, and that's what we are, right? We're, we're serving the Lord through our motherhood journeys. It doesn't matter if we work outside the home, in home, if we're staying home with our kids and we don't have work outside or ministry work. It, it doesn't matter what we're doing. If we have children and we have a husband, our ministry and our life's work at that moment is to serve our family, right? They're our number one priority after the Lord, right? Yes. And so helping our, our helping moms understand and recognize that and something I want to say about guilt in general is that is something that our, our sinful flesh and the enemy, our sinful flesh will pridefully hold on to guilt. So we don't have to, you know, work to, cause it's, it's a lot of work to overcome. Right. Yeah. And it's easier. It's easier to sit in self pity and have people feel bad for us um, than it is to actually work through what it is we're feeling guilty about. And then the enemy will also keep us down with that, right? Throwing those arrows at us saying, you aren't good enough. You're not a good enough mom. You're not a good enough wife. You're, you're ruining your kids. Um, and, and you're terrible and you should feel horrible about all the things that you did. And, and when we hold on to that guilt, we're essentially looking up the cross with Jesus there and saying, what you just did was not enough. Cause I still have to hold on to this. And that's so not true, right? We're just discrediting the cross by holding on to our guilt and we're holding on to pride as, as well. Oh my goodness. Yes. A million times. I think that I know that when I was a new mom um, and I wrote this in a book um, that I wrote, I wrote this story. I, I my kids know it already. So um but I actually showed it to him first. Cause I was like, is this going to be okay? They were like, we don't care. We were little, but, um, <laughs> I had this moment, um, because I wasn't handling motherhood. Well, um, I had, a, a three-year-old, a two-year-old and a nursing newborn ish. Um, she was young enough that, I mean, she was pretty newborn and, um, and the three-year-old and the two-year-old, the three-year-old, I think, viewed his little sister, they were only 18 months apart, viewed her almost like an experiment. So it was like, how, how much can I like 
poker and pusher and bugger. It was never like really to be like, he wasn't like he was acting out of anger or rage. He would just do something just to kind of get a rise out of her. But over a day, it would begin to mount inside of me where I was like, how can you keep doing this? I keep telling you not to, I keep telling you not to, and you keep doing it. And what was beginning to happen, um, and I, I wasn't aware of what was happening at that moment then. Mm-hmm. Um, and so finally I would lash out, you know, and I had this experience and I wrote about it was <clears throat> I was, he had, I had the two-year-old on the toilet potty training and I was nursing the baby sitting on the bathtub right across from the two-year-old who's trying to TT or whatever she was doing on the bathroom. And he comes in, I don't know why, comes in with a plastic hammer and smacks her on the shoulder and runs out laughing. And in that Mm -hmm. moment, I mean, I just lost it all. I lost it all. And I remember running through the house with this baby on my breast I mean just running holding the toddlers running after me with nothing on her legs because she's upset because I'm yelling for the kid who's running away from me laughing with the hammer and grabbing that kid by the arm and just bringing him down the hall as rough as I could because I was so mad Mm -hmm. pushing him in his room and shutting his door and saying I am not letting you out of this room and I'm done with you today were the words I used And of course, then my little two-year-old who's trying to potty, I immediately then turned and unleashed on her, get back on that toilet and tete. And I mean, which was not what she probably wanted to do in that moment. And I was like, and then you need to go to your room, which she had done nothing. And then then I'm just, the baby is sitting there and, and just looking at me with her little big blue eyes. And I remember kind of heaving. And in that moment, for me, it was like this moment of clarity with the Holy Spirit, because I was like, I hate what I'm doing. I don't know why I'm in the space where I am, like, you know, and it was like the spirit met me with, you are so consumed that this is about you. For me, that's what I realized. Yes. With so, because the reason that I was so upset with the kid I constantly corrected was that it was, I mean, like it was bothering me. Like I was having to, why why can't you listen? Why can't you like, why can't you get on my page? And then just all the whole thing and the spirit in that moment. And I just remember heaving and feeling totally discouraged, feeling totally lost, feeling like I I don't like this mothering gig. This isn't fun. And I'm messing everybody up. I mean, I can relate to the mom of toddlers who's like, I think I've screwed it all up because I had a three-year-old that I was pretty sure after that day, I remember my husband came home that night and after the kids went to bed and I sat down with him, I said, today was not pretty. Like, I think I must need help. Like it was bad. I scared my scared. I clearly scared. I mean, traumatized everybody in this home and in beginning to work out the truth of who am I and then who are my kids and where does God do equipping and where does he want to walk with me in this was very important for me. I didn't 
I mean, I definitely, that wasn't my last case of losing my mind. I mean, I <laughs> still, <laughs> I mean, no, oh, yeah. I, I, that I ever had a moment quite that crystal clear where I was like horrible. Um, <clears throat> but I had, you know, I mean, even today I still yell at my kids. So oh, yeah. Not that either. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but what I would like to say, what I would like to ask you though, is so when a mom is trying to figure out, and especially after these last two years, where whether you work or not, most of us feel pretty trapped in our motherhood um, because of just all the other things that have been going on. I think there's a lot of that, that people feel like I just can't catch a break. And then after, so you, you kind of begin to go, well, I guess my first question is how do you help a mom understand what is okay anger? What is, or just the response where you can't do that kind of response. Like, what does that look like so that we know what is healthy? And then how do we understand what is unhealthy? Those are the first questions I think we need to talk yeah. about. Yeah. Yep. Great. So um, destructive anger and normal, healthy anger, two things yeah. that I defined, right? So first of all, let's step back a little bit. What are our emotions? We've got anger, sadness, fear, disgust, and joy. It comes down to those five basics, right? From those basics, we can stem into other things, but those are the basics. And typically what ends up happening in situations like with what's going on for me, and maybe you've found this in your life as you've been growing and, and progressing, um, we will bypass sadness or fear and go straight to anger because mm -hmm. anger is where we feel we can control something, right? And, or even disgust, we can go to anger with disgust as well. Mm -hmm. And so we'll bypass those other three, go straight to anger because we want to control the situation. But the emotions are there to stop us, right? Their reaction to stop us. They're not just to show other people what's going on for us. They're there for us to feel and go, what's going on for me right now? Why am I feeling this? Mm -hmm. Right. But we don't in this society, in this culture, and I don't know if it's ever been this way, but I, I feel like God's really designed these emotions. He's got them too, right? for us to come back to him, yeah. right? Lord, I'm feeling angry. Lord, I'm feeling disgusted. Lord, I'm feeling, you're like, well, I've got a baby. I'm nursing a baby. One's toddler, one's potty training, one's running and causing mayhem, right? <laughs> How am I supposed to go? God, why am I angry right now? <laughs> it's obvious. <laughs> <laughs> but if we can con continue to work through that process and recognize and listen and validate, mm -hmm. um, and we'll talk about that process in a minute, we start to understand and, and learn how to react in a healthier way. Does this mean you're always going to react in a healthy way? <laughs> no, no. Like you said, even, even now, you know, with teenagers in my house and, and the stages that we're in, absolutely. There's times I lose it with my kids and I yell, right. Or I slam my door. So let's go back into, sorry, I got, I digress a little bit. Um, let's go into those those definitions. So how I define destructive anger, it's when we're using our anger to control a situation and it hurts in a relationship, right? Okay. And there's ways that looks, it can look like anything from um, squeezing your child too hard, spanking too hard, you know, physical abuse. Um, we've got throwing things, slamming doors, screaming at the top of our lungs, but we can also do silent treatments, 
or be snarky, um, belittling, threatening, those type of activities we will use to try to control a situation in our anger, right? And it hurts the relationship. So I want you to recognize it's not necessarily even what you're doing as much as, as far as the physical reaction is, it's hurting the relationship. And that's important to recognize because you will make mistakes. I still slam a door. All the door jams in our house have been screwed into the door, like the wall now. <laughs> My husband screwed because we're slammers. We slam the door and, and we just, we let it happen. We just, it, it you know, repeated slammings we, we deal with. We take the door yeah. off for a day or so, but you know, you walk up, slam the door. We have reactions when we're, when we're emotional, when you're sad, you cry. When you're happy, you laugh. When you're disgusted, you have like, Ugh, you know, you're just, it's bleh, right? Um, and then in fear, we, we shake, we tremble. We have that fight or flight response. For us to think that we're not going to have a physical reaction to anger is just completely disconnecting from who we are, <laughs> right? You're gonna be upset. So, um, and we'll talk about how to deal with that in a second, but there's the destructive anger the regular, the normal anger. Again, it's there to stop us, right? Check in. Why are we upset right now? What's going on for us? And then there's righteous anger where, you know, in, in part of what your scenario that you shared, this, the situation that you walked through with your kids, there was some righteous anger there. You don't come in and smack somebody and laugh. It's not okay. That's righteous to be angry. So in that, that part, you were totally like right on being angry there. <clears throat> but it was when we escalate, right? Mm -hmm. So a lot of times motherhood is reacting out of an initial reaction of righteous anger because we see our kids treating either us or each other poorly. Um, but it's, it goes beyond that when we're like feeling like we have to control the situation and not knowing how to control the situation in a healthy way. Um, as a mom, you're going to get frustrated. You're going to tell your kid 15 times to tie their shoes or get ready for school or get out of bed, right? <laughs> Teenagers. <laughs> um, <laughs> and you might raise your voice. That's normal, right? You're not hurting your relationship. You're letting yourself be known. I'm frustrated and you need to listen to me right now, right? I'm not trying to control you and hurt our relationship, but I'm letting you know this is not okay. And so we, especially us who like me, who are rage screamers, and um, we can be really sensitive to raising our voice and thinking that we're hurting our children and our relationship if we raise our voice. Um, the enemy has even used, I believe that the, the kids will come back, mom, you're being so mean because I raised my voice. <laughs> and I mean, I've heard the, the other two say that mm -hmm. to me and Enya looks at him and they're like, <laughs> You have no idea what a mom looks like when she's screaming, guys. So. <laughs> so anyways, the point is you're going to have some expression of anger and it's okay. I don't want moms to think that they're terrible moms yeah. because they're expressing their anger. You're not a terrible mom if you walk down destructive anger. I'm not a terrible mom because I had destructive anger. I'm human and I made a mistake and I had to go back and go, God, help me work through this. Yes. Right. What are you showing me? And, and today I look at it and go, wow, he let Enya and I walk through that. So I can be here today telling moms how to work through that. Yeah. Right. 
and and like what you and I were talking about before the call, you were sweetly listening to me pour my heart out. I'm struggling right now with with my oldest leaving for college, happy for her, but dying inside because my family's going to be different soon, right? Yeah. yeah. And, and drawing on the Lord's strength for that. But I'm also dealing with a teenager who is not like her older sister. She's a little bit more rowdy and, and, and rebellious, right? And so trying to navigate that. And there's definitely been door slamming and yelling from my part, right? And so motherhood's messy. It is 100% not perfect. I, I, don't like that we're constantly looking out to other mothers, especially on social media and these places thinking, how come they can do it? You know, how come they got it right? And, and it's not, they're not doing it. They're not getting it right. They're not showing you the right, the, the mess. Right. Right. And so it is messy. And, and I coach moms through working through this. And I'll tell you when, in the beginning of my coaching phases, I felt like such a fraud because I'd be helping a mom not yell at her kid. And then the next day I'd be yelling at my kid. And the Lord just used that to help me recognize, girl, you're not here to prove, prove perfection. You're not here to show moms that they're never going to get this way. You're here to help moms walk through the mess yes. and turn to me in those moments. Yes. Which will bring me to how do we work through those messy moments, right? We're so angry right now. And so that brings me back to um, something that I share with my clients and and many people. It's called sit and pray, right? And so trying to work through, I had to stop spanking my kids because I could not do it in a healthy way. I'm not an anti-spanker, but I couldn't do it. So I had to learn, how do I do this without spanking them? And one of the things came to, all right, we're going to separate, call it a timeout, call it calm down time. If you've been using it as um, a threat, go to timeout right now. I want you to rephrase it to calm down time. We're all going to just take a moment. And if you have to do it in the same room, if you can separate, great. Moms have a great excuse. They have to go to the bathroom. The toddler might follow you to the bathroom, but hopefully there's a lock on the door and they can bang on that door, but you can stand there and take a deep breath and it's okay that they're banging on the door. Mm -hmm. It's okay that they're sitting out there screaming. You need a moment to go, God, I need a breath. Mm -hmm. I need strength. I don't want to hurt my child right now, right? And so it's just taking sit and separate. I is inhale. That's calming our nervous system down. T is tune in. Why am I angry right now? Well, anyone's going to be angry when their, their kiddo has been whining at them all day. It's going to be annoying. It's going to be frustrating, right? It's okay that you're angry right now. It's okay that they're not on hundred percent on their feeling their The toddler isn't hundred percent on today, right? There's something going on with them. And so it kind of helps us step back and get more productive. Why am I angry? What can I do about this right now? Maybe we've been pushing too hard. Maybe we're hungry. Maybe we missed the nap time. Maybe our teenager is, is PMSing. I don't know all the things that guys go through. So forgive me, <laughs> I'm a girl mom, but there's stuff that they're going through, yeah. right? Yeah. And so whatever it is, like you were talking before, it's not just about us. It feels like us in the moment, but the Lord is working on our kids' journeys too, right? Somehow we survived our journey as a child. And I don't know what your relationship is with your parents, but you are here today with your heavenly father. And he's brought you to this place and you're, you're, you're okay. Right. And so they, but we had a journey to get to him, to, to open our eyes up and see who God is. Right. 
And our kids have that too. And we're just part of that journey that they're on. So they may be getting upset. And if, if we don't react, if we can help them work through that, or if we do react and we show them how to recover after reacting, mm-hmm. we're helping them progress on their journey in a healthier way. Mm-hmm. And so pray obviously is there too. And I, I started to sit and pee because you think bathroom has a lock, you can run to the bathroom. I can, even if you're not using you any moment, like you're at your in-laws house and maybe someone in your family and you were clashing, <laughs> just go to the bathroom, sit yeah. and pray um, or coworkers, whatever it is, you can use that to just stop and check in. And then if you did blow it, right, maybe you screamed at your kiddo. Maybe you did sit and screamed at your, ch- your kiddo. Even after sit, <laughs> it happens, right? You can yeah. sit repeatedly and still get upset and d- use destructive anger. We come back to recovery, right? Mm-hmm. We make mistakes. We come back to the Lord. We make mistakes. We go back and say, hey, you know what? It was okay that I was angry. It was not okay that I yelled at you. Please forgive me for how I treated you when I was angry, right? So we want our kids to know it's okay that you have the emotion. We need to fess up take responsibility for it right and then we when we can work through what was going on and we ask the kids what was going on for you why did you hit your your sister with the hammer you know why do you think that's okay you know and <laughs> yeah and, and it, in toddler years in adult years and young adult teenager talking to our kids helping our kids learn empathy which is something we're seriously losing in the society with social media And so, and and anyone who's not familiar with the term empathy is putting yourself in someone else's shoes Mm. and wondering how do they feel, right? How did my child feel when, you know, how's my child feeling when he's hungry and I've kept him in town too long because we had to get this one errand done, right? And I didn't have a snack. (laughs) Instead of getting mad at him for throwing his tantrum, how is he feeling right now? He had no control over that, right? Now you feel guilty take that to the cross, right? That's it's right. okay. <laughs> You're not a terrible there's, there's such a difference between, I think one thing that was empowering to me, um, and I use a lot is the difference between, so we feel guilty in the moment. We're like, Oh, I shouldn't have done that. Whatever that was. <clears throat> it's the quickest assault the enemy gives us. That then says layers on top of that. And therefore you are whatever fill in the blank with what you hear but it is an attack on who you are versus the conviction of the holy spirit that he never attacks your personhood and instead Mm -hmm. he points out oh it was unkind what is it what is it that was wrong so i feel guilt the enemy comes in and attacks me the spirit Mm -hmm. will speak and say bethany this was, you were unkind or you were impatient or you were not gentle, you know, and there is a labeling of this is the spirit, the fruit you didn't display, Mm -hmm. but it's never an attack on your character. And I think when we begin to navigate and we're deep and you, I'm sure you work through that with moms all the time, but when you're deep in that and you're really like, just burdened with, I, I stink, like I'm the worst. Well, if he can keep you down with those lies and you believe them, then what's going to happen? You're feeling down. You're feeling frustrated. You're in this guilt. And, and for the very reason that you're feeling guilty, you go and yell at your kids again. 
Yeah. Right? You're just mm-hmm. staying in this place. The, yeah. the Holy Spirit will convict us to rise. Yes. The enemy will speak to us to stay down. Yeah. Right. And something I want to go back to, because I know you asked and I, you know, just went on <laughs> um, as far as the last few years with, with COVID and stuff and moms navigating yeah. this whole situation and, and how the earth yeah. is, world has been moving. Right. Oh um, I would say that um, there's been, there's a lot of questions. Why God, why is this happening? You know, why, why does this have to be so hard? Why can't this, you know, why is it is totally out of our control? And what happens when things are out of our control? If we are reactors, <laughs> we will get angry, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's important to recognize, you know, there's a grieving process because things are different mm-hmm. that we're going through, all of us. Um, there's a fear, what's going to be next, right? Yes. And in that fear, it's okay to recognize, okay, I'm afraid, but where do we go to and who's going to keep us down? Right. So then we get a rise, we get convicted in all the emotions. So the fear we can go, okay, God, I need your strength. And I need your comfort through this because I don't get it and I can't control it. And it's frustrating. And if you are so pent up with anger, go do something. I mean, I will lose my voice in the car screaming with nobody in it right? Yeah. I will just let it out. If your mom oh, makes me, remi- reminds me, if you're just, it doesn't matter if your kids are toddlers or, or older, if you need to yell, but you don't want to yell at your kiddo, right? Just say, ah, I just need to call it out. And everybody <laughs> roar, you know, and, and just help them. Right? I'm angry and I'm going to just roar, you know? So it's like heading, it's not directed at anyone. You're right. just letting up or you're, hitting a pillow or whatever. And if you're lucky to have one of those places in your town, there's places you can actually go smash trash. <laughs> oh, really? I've never, never experienced it. I've just, you know, look at it. It's, it's hilarious, like smashing them, okay. but it's okay to get your energy out. Right. Anyway. So recognizing we're, we're feeling out of control. If things are uncertain. And then something that I've personally been struggling with lately is, is apathy, just mm-hmm. starting to not care. Right. I know I, I can't control anything everything feels out of control in my life right now. So I'm just, if I just don't do anything, I mean, then the spirit will work. I mean, the enemy will work you to, I mean, I'm telling you last month, I took the coaching month. I took the month off from coaching. I went back to, I'm not a good enough mom. What am I doing? I'm such a fraud. Um, I, I don't want to coach anymore. I should just quit. I'm not good enough. You know, like all these lies that the enemy was trying to be like, yeah, that's right. Don't do what God wants you to do. Right. And God's over here going, okay, girl, have your, have your tantrum. I'm here when you're done. (laughs) And I come back to work and there's clients who are like, okay, I'm ready. And I'm like, okay. That, that was that pity party, that pride, the apathy, because I felt like things were out of control, but really it was just, it was burnout and I needed to go to the Lord. Right. I needed to come back to him. So apathy can be some of that burnout and overwhelm and and all things. So, I mean, it's, it's not the flashiest, glitteriest, glitteriest answer at the moment. And it, it can be cliche to some people, but when you're feeling these things, go to the Lord, just go to the Lord, go to the word, pick it up. I love the one that you talked about the other day, um, Psalm 73, uh, I think Psalm 28 or 29. It's one of my favorites. Um, 
And, and another thing too, is just praising God in those moments. Yes. When you guys are, when you're working through tension in the family, toddlers, teenagers, whatever, turn up the gospel music, the, the fun Christian music, whatever it is, and start singing to the Lord, mm-hmm. start worshiping him to open that channel in your heart up. Right. Well, and you know, one thing that we do in our family, and I, honestly, I think um, my husband started doing it with me. So now I've run it through my kids um, <laughs> because I tend to, I tend to just get tight. Like I just tend yeah. to, instead of it pushing out most of the time, I think I tend to just, and I probably because my num my base would probably be to blast out, but I have like this high, <clears throat> I struggle You're like pull it in, yeah, pull it in, <laughs> rein it in, yeah. perform well, be good, be good. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the, my husband at long time ago would be like, Bethany, let's just shake it out. Just start shaking, start shaking. What can you shake? And, and literally like would make me in places just start shaking. And he's like, that's not good enough. You got to shake harder. You got to get it on. I mean, like stupid, but by the end of it, I was laughing and I was able to verbalize without losing my mind. This is why I'm so upset or whatever. And so I think I've kind of pushed that into my kids where I'm like, well, shake it out. Let's shake it out. Let's just, you know, we're all kind of freaking out. Let's all just shake right here in the kitchen. Yeah. So it's gotten to, that's gotten to be a little bit normal. For us. That's it's awesome. But, um, the, you know, the thing that you, you said, um, and I want to, well, in, in, I think it's in Proverbs, it says, I don't know. I don't know where it is actually. I'm going to have to look it up <laughs> later. Um, but it says, commit your ways to the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, give basically giving it all to him. And I, I did a study on that word when I was looking at that verse one time um, and understanding that that word commit in the Hebrew is this idea of taking rocks off of your back or taking rocks and hurtling them. And so the invitation is not God going um, because I'd always read it with like, well, okay, commit everything to him. Okay. I'm just going to work harder for him. I'm just going to keep, you know, Sometimes we will go, okay, God, I was not nice today. I'm going to work harder today. I'm going to do better today. I want to follow you more. And yet in, in the scripture, I want to say it's in Psalms. I don't know where it's going to bug bug me now, but it says, you know, commit your way to the Lord, trust in him and he'll do it. He'll do this. And what Mm -hmm. that verb is saying is take those rocks off your back. And, and actually that commit is a hurtling with abandon. So it's like, I mean, just throwing as hard as you can at the cross, mm-hmm. all the crap, you know? And when mm-hmm. God was like, that's what I'm asking you. That's the posture. I'm not asking you to do more, Bethany. I'm asking you to take all the junk you're trying to do and just hurdle it with abandon at me and let me handle it. I'll do it. He takes it and makes it nothing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> So I love that that's what you It's said. not like me giving you my burdens and you have to carry those now. It's like you give it to the, the creator and he's like, I know exactly what to do with this. I got this. I got this. And it's not a magic bullet. It is a work where like every day I have to get up and go, oh, just like what I love you, what you said about yeah. that sit 
sit and pee. <laughs> there is that we must begin to go, what's going on? Why am I, I need to process this. I need to think about this. I need to invite him into this equation. So I think that's yeah. a beautiful, a beautiful equation. Um, <clears throat> I know you have a trigger tracker, which yeah. I've looked at, which I like. Um, and mm -hmm. I know that we're going to put it in the show notes that anybody could get it from you, but tell me a little bit about that. What does that help a mama do? Yeah. So let's say you did have an explosion or a moment of destructive anger or, or just frustration. Hey, I've had moms use it for miscarriage. It's really something for you to step in, sit down and just kind of process through what's going on for you. And, and so it asks the hard question, what did you do? Right. Well, I screamed at my child and I slammed the door in their face. Right. It's not fun to, to look at that, but taking a look at that, it helps yeah. convict us more, right? Is this the behavior I want to continue? What was going on for us? Why did I do that? Was I hungry? Was I, did I get not, did I get any sleep? Are we sick? What, you know, is, have we not gotten out of the house at all? Like what's going on for me? Why am I feeling this way? Did I have a conversation? Did I see something negative on social media? What happened for me that I felt like it had to come out? I remember in therapy, the gal would say, it's going to come out sideways if you don't deal with it. So if, if hmm. you take in something that doesn't make you feel good, it's going to come out. You can try to hold on to it, but it's coming out sideways, right? And so recognizing, you know, okay, let's sit down and process this. What's going on? And then, you know, it also takes you through, so ask you some questions to help you process through that event. And it also ask you a question, what do you want this to look like in the future? Remember in the, sometime in the beginning, I was talking about what you tell yourself Mm -hmm. is what you will believe, right? So let's start speaking truth. What do you want this to look like next time you get upset? Next time this type of scenario happens. And then there's also a place in there to look for truth in the word. What does God say about this? What does the, what does the Lord's word say to either encourage us in this or to back up why we don't want to do this or back up our future behaviors, you know, or just find complete surrender in him in this moment, you know, whether it's guilt or whatever. So just kind of helping you process that. And it's giving yourself time to validate, to work through. So often what we end up doing is we just run through life, right? Take the baby from the hospital and you hit the road running Yeah. and you don't look at the books anymore. You don't stop to think or, you know, or, or you're can't tell you how many times I've read, I've prayed, I've done the Bible studies, I've all the things. And I just, I'm still yelling at my kids. I'm like, cause the point is not to stop yelling at your kids. The point is to take those moments and turn back to the Lord and go, what can I learn here? Yeah. Right. How can I teach my children to work through the messy moments too? So it's just a, a moment to stop and process, right. And, and bring awareness. So that going through that, hopefully the, the point of it is to take that into the next time you get upset and have more awareness remembering oh I took a moment to think through this how do I want this to look or you know and, and it, awareness is a process and it's it's so much there but using those trigger trackers will absolutely help you bring more awareness to what's going on for you and give you that validation and, and processing time that you need I love it I love it I'm going to put that we'll put that in the show notes for all of y'all listening and you can go and get it because it's and get more information about Natalie and um, your coaching. 
I think that's um, a powerful tool that women, a lot of women will probably want to reach out to you over. And you, do you regular, do you do it privately? Where do you do your coaching? Do you do it privately or do you do it in courses or do you do, what do you do? So I have a course, there's like homework and some videos, but it's, we work privately together doing some, some one-on-one calls. And then I also use Marco Polo, that Marco Polo app. Um, Currently (laughs) we're using Marco Polo to speak um, throughout the week, one-on-one. And then there's a little groups group in there as well. Um, Sounds wonderful. Yeah. It sounds wonderful. Thank you so much, Natalie, for coming today. I'm, you know, I think that we could sit here probably for another long amount of time. I feel like there's so much more to unpack because the truth is this is really where, I mean, this is where it all hits for all of us, whether our kids Mm -hmm. are very little or up in the older years. I mean, I'll be honest. I struggled in the young years and then as my top crew, same poor crew that God knew, I guess that those kids were going to have to be the top ones. Those top ones began hitting into those pre-adolescent adolescent years. It was like we were back in the same place again with me struggling and having to relearn and having to re-understand and dealing with now all the hormones and all that. So it's not, it's not something that for me was a one and done. It is something that I'm yeah. every day relearning and reapplying and looking at again and stepping into new seasons and going, Oh gosh, I'm back here again. So God is faithful in that. And I appreciate what you shared today. It has meant so much to me and I know will to so many more people. So we'll have to, we'll have to just, you'll just have to come back. <laughs> I think that, that sounds great. <laughs> it's been, it's been awesome. Okay. Thank you well, so much. Y'all as check the show notes for all the information and um, thank you for coming to the table today. And I, as always reach out to me, if you have any questions, if you um, have anything that you need that I can help you with, let me know. Most importantly, reach out to Natalie and she also will be a wonderful um, resource for y'all. I hope you enjoyed this episode of When God Breaks Through. If you're wanting to connect with me and with other moms walking in the same messy moments, head over to bethanykimsey.com. That's where you'll also find the show notes with any links, as well as more resources you can grab to help you see that when God breaks through, when we see Jesus at work, the fuzzy intersection of real life mothering and the gospel becomes very clearly defined. We can walk with confidence and purpose. Have a grace-filled day.